BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, that was a weird ending to a, a really good card. Uh, first of all, before we uh, hit the intro, happy birthday, Carlos. It's uh, Carlos's birthday today, 24 years young. Thank you very much. Let's hit the intro. Yes, sir. So we've just finished watching um, UFC Vegas 21, uh, Brunson versus Holland. I am Mags, and uh, with me, birthday boy and current British Arco gold medalist, uh, Carlos. Carlos, how are you? I am good. Still as strong as ever, and ready to take back over on April the 12th. Watch this space. Yes, yes, yes. So let's quickly run through these uh, prelims. Uh, we started the card in the flyweight division. Bruno Silva getting the second round KO of uh, JP Bears. Uh, then we moved into the bantamweights with a first round knockout from Montal Jackson against Jesse Schrader. Uh, first decision of the night was in the middleweight division. Trevin Giles against Roman Deleza. Uh, another KO. The uh, I think it was something like the second or third. Uh, latest KO in UFC history with Grant Dawson getting the, the knockout over Leonardo Santos with one second of the third round to go. And then we rounded off uh, this uh, uh, prelims with uh, Marion Renault dropping the result to uh, Macy Chiazon. Um, going into the main card, we were originally going to have six fights on this main card, Carlos, but uh, unfortunately, just hours before the beginning of the show, uh, Gregor Gillespie and Brad Rid uh, Riddell was called off. Uh, Riddell's uh, camp has had a, a bout of COVID, which also means it affects um, Volkanovski versus uh, Ortega next week, so we'd lose that fight as well. Um, yeah, obviously Volkanovski's uh, picked up Either symptoms or he's got coronavirus. Either way, I'm sure it'll come out later on. But who was the woman who who passed out fainted? Oh, um, Stolyarenko. Stolyarenko, yeah. yeah. For the one part, I love the UFC, but that part is disgusting. The fact is, she passed out the first time weighing in, 
and you allowed that poor girl to wait, for, try and wait for a second time. Mm -hmm. If her team wasn't there, she would have passed out again and fell on her horse again. Mm -hmm. That's disgusting. I don't um, ever do that again. She's uh, she's come on to social media and, and kind of explained what has gone on. Uh, she's totally took responsibility. Said uh, it was her fault. She cut to the weight limit uh, too early and has said that uh, anyone who, who is, ha does extreme weight cuttings uh, to get to uh, the weight class that they're fighting in knows that you can't stay at that weight for long because you've drained your body of all its natural resources uh, and that's what happened basically. She she drained, uh, she uh, cut weight uh, too uh, too long, didn't make it into to, um, the weighing time and, and, and collapsed. Well, that's it. When you cut in so much water, like these, these fighters do, when they come in so close to fight, they, they, they can cut up to like 10 to 20 pounds, if not more. I, I'd put money on with some fighters, so it's a lot of, of water they cut, and especially when, and as well now, I'm, I'm not gonna, the masks, I'm not going to say anything about but yeah, when the masks are on your face and you're already cutting water and you're, you're already body's sort of lacking oxygen in the first place, the last thing you want to be doing is covering your face and shutting your body off in a way so mm -hmm. it's yeah it's just dangerous for that it's like um mcgregor when he put his tweet out if you if you're sick of uh, cutting weight move up a class simple as that yeah absolutely i mean i couldn't agree anymore uh before we get into these uh main card facts uh, a little bit of housekeeping to do uh uh shoot the sports it's now have a, a patreon uh so you can go over there and uh, and join that at uh, patreon.com slash shootsportsish uh, and get some uh, really cool uh, extras. And I think there's quite a few different tiers where you get uh, different kind of uh, bonuses. So yeah, uh, please uh, consider joining that and uh, really help uh, the team here at Shooting Sportsish. That's at patreon.com shootsportsish. And whilst you're there as well, uh, uh, it'd be cool if you... Uh, if you uh, went and, and checked out some of our sponsors, we're sponsored by Thrive Fancy Betting and we're also sponsored by um, Symbol. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to get your betting on, um, I'd, we'd appreciate it if you went over there and uh, tell them that uh, Shooting the Sports is sent you. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. We thank you for doing that, especially go to the Patreon. If you want the best out of Shooting the Sports is, you'll definitely get it at the Patreon and, and say if you're a betting man or a betting woman, the two companies for you absolutely um so let's go into this first fight uh starting the fight with uh one of the 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 funnest guys in in the heavyweight division uh tata vasa um, <laughs> punch people's heads in and drink this <laughs> <laughs> he was he was taking on uh harry hunsucker um who was making his ufc debut and tata vasa uh rumors were that he was a uh, Pretty much on his on his last uh, last kind of uh, legs with UFC, and uh, if he didn't put up a, a decent performance, uh, he was potentially going to get cut. I'd say he put up a fairly decent performance. Walks away with a, a forty nine second knockout. Uh, started with some massive uh, leg kicks, which absolutely just destroyed Humsucker. Um, Tar then just throws a massive right hand. Uh, you could see that Humsucker just was destroyed from it. Tar kept swinging. Uh, <laughs> Humsucker went to the floor. Hammer fists. Far over, <laughs> pretty yeah, much. <laughs> that were it. just came in there. He knew he knew this were a fight 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 for him. He, he needed to win it. He was going to be one of the next fighters to get caught, especially if he didn't win this fight. And the way he did it, got to give his props to his opponent. That big right hand that he landed on him, but Tar just he just he just ate it like it was breakfast. Like yeah. the guy literally says that he does. He 
he likes to plug people's heads in and he likes to have a beer. So that's that's the way it is. I'm glad to be honest with you, I'm glad he's not a win because I'm I'm not bored of uh, Tartabassi. Tar Tar I'm glad he's got the win so he can stay in the UFC. I, I just love his character. And the fact he's a fucking Aussie. <laughs> He's makes it brilliant. Yeah, um, the one thing with with Ty, it brings a it brings a character to that heavyweight division. He's never going to be uh, a technical fighter, but no. he's, he's always going to give give you his all, uh, and he proved that today. And uh, when the, his back was up against the wall, and it was looking likely that he was uh, he was going to get cut, he he pulled it out in the clutch and uh, got the win that he deserved. Yeah, definitely. He's one. Of, he's just one of them fighters. He's not. He's, these, he'll probably say it himself. There's a, there's a little skill there, little technique. He just knows he's a heavyweight. I think he just made the mark with 0.5 pounds. I think he, what mm -hmm. did he weigh in like 265 points something. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So he he literally only just made the mark. So he's a big guy and he's got some fucking power there. And he knows if he if he cracks you or one of them, he's, you're getting put to sleep. But he also takes the risk of taking the big hits like he did uh, early on in the round. But like I said, he, he hit that one and. Yeah, probably guessing he's had about five shoes, been huh? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, then we went to uh, a fight in the uh, bantamweight division. Um, Gustavo Lopez taking on Adrian Yanez, uh, and this uh, uh, was I enjoyed watching this fight. I thought that uh, Yanez was was so heavy hitting for for such a small guy. Uh, he had a lot of power in his shots. Um, just really kind of dominated um, uh, Lopez with with the the different ways he was coming, the different angles that he that he uh, he tried. Lopez, fair play to him, was able to to uh, move in and, and get a lot of his own shots. But uh, when Yanez turned it up, he absolutely destroyed Lopez for for the first two rounds. Really kind of dominated him, and then started the second round. And within what four or five seconds of the second round, he absolutely drops um, Lopez with a right hand. Um, Yanez uh, went to to follow up. Didn't need to bother. Did a walk off knockout. And and Yanez um, picked up a, a very classy slick win. Yeah, that was brilliant. That especially the walk off KO like, That's just Mark Hunt style all over. He the, in that in that fight, you could definitely see it was a style of speed versus power. They were both very evenly matched in the skill set, and they were both training shots off, and they were both throwing leather like it was nothing. So the they impressed me both of me impressed me. It were, they were a bit. Mm, I, I like the finish. Love the finish. I would have, in a way, weirdly, I would have loved this one to go to decision just because it were a, a close fight. And if it did go to decision, it would have been one of them ultimate fights of, oh, mm. which way could it have gone? If you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we saw the way it went. And um, what's his name? Yanez. Yanez. He he just absolutely dominated and. The beautiful shot as well. It was so fast, even in slow motion, it still looked fast. And then when they like, oh, let's watch it in real time. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like literally, it was like someone just switched the light on, and then he switched the light off. Yeah, it was that fast, and it, it's wow. It's it's not often you see uh, those kind of walk off knockouts, and and when you do, they are um, very very memorable. And and this is uh, kind of like a. A benchmark win for for Yanez. Definitely, impressive wins. Fast hands like that. He's uh, 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. He must have had some boxing experience down the line or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Jesus, he's... He's got some speed. He's even got some power. All the commentators were saying about his speed and that lot, but he was more flat-footed in a way for me. And when I had mates around uh, today, obviously it's my birthday, so they were asking me about the flat-footed, and I just give my opinion on it. Sometimes flat-footed, you've got a lot of power there, and it looked like he were, were throwing with bad intentions, and he mm-hmm. definitely were. Especially the right hand was just beautiful, just so fast on the mark, and not only that, the way he were able to. It and then get out of the way straight away so he avoided that oncoming shot was just Mwah. yeah really really well played um, then in the middle of this main card we had uh, Cheyenne Baz taking on Montserrat Ruiz and this uh, this was uh, uh, basically a lesson in in ground game control um, first round was pretty much five minutes of Ruiz uh, controlling Baz in, uh, in the scaffold uh, able to really kind of land those punches to the face while still controlling the arms of uh, of Baz and and uh, Ruiz just was so comfortable uh, just staying on the ground, uh, really working hard and and um, just making sure that Baz was as uncomfortable as she could be for the first five round for the first five minutes. Uh, second round started off a little bit more aggressive for, for Baz, uh, uh, a little bit more ground game. And fair play to uh, Ruiz as well, because she showed she can still throw hands. Uh, she wasn't just uh, a, a ground game specialist. She was able to, to hang with Baz um, on, on the feet as well. Uh, but I think um, Cheyenne definitely had more power uh, whilst on the feet. But when Ruiz had enough or when she was feeling a little bit uh, uncomfortable... She took it back to the ground uh, and again went for that uh, went for that scaffold and was able to yet again uh, keep it keep her uh, uh, bars controlled on the floor for a, a long long time. In this uh, in this round, bars used her um, used a, a a lot more of her legs to try and force her way out of position, uh, which which almost worked. But uh, Ruiz was pretty much wise to it and was able to just. Uh, um, basically change up position and and, and keep um, uh, Cheyenne on the ground. Uh, that w- that for me w- meant that uh, uh, Baz needed a knockout in this third round, or needed a finish at least. Uh, unfortunately, she wasn't able to get it. I thought that this was probably a better round, this third round. she uh, It stayed on the ground a hell of a lot more. 
Um, both girls getting uh, some cracking shots in. Uh, Baz having uh, a lot more of the the, the the punches in the pocket and the ranges and the, and the different kind of uh, uh, strikes. Again, it, it was able to, to go back down to the ground, uh, but um, uh, Baz was able to, to get out of position, able to uh, switch, and um, unfortunately she was... Uh, she was pinned down again, um, and then um, come to the end, uh, there was a little bit of a tussle between these two girls. They were both uh, uh, pretty worked up. Um, I think uh, Baz uh, took a shot after the bell, uh, and then uh, they started a bit of uh, uh, pushing and shoving. Uh, Ruiz uh, giving, flipping the bird, giving uh, Baz the middle finger. Uh, basically, they were told to shut the fuck up, and uh, yeah, uh, Ruiz picked up the the the, the unanimous decision. Yeah, Ruiz definitely deserves the victory. I'm going to say a couple of things. Uh, obviously, Baz, leave your fucking coach. Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. he's shit, Sh absolute dog shit. With these instructions, the first ten minutes, he was just telling you what she was doing to you. Yeah. Any dickhead could have told you that. I mean, but just uh, just to chirp in, uh, Michael Bisping was on uh, on Twitter as well as commentating as he as he tends to do, right. and he was saying uh, the way to get out of that position was to uh, throw the legs back and and try and. Uh, she needs to explore out of yeah, it. Yeah, trying fast movement. Trying to want. try and control the head with your legs so you can pull out of it. And he was getting into a Twitter argument with uh, some fans on Twitter who were saying, no, that's not the way to do it. And he's like, okay, you tell me the proper way to do it then, dickhead. I'm, I'm only an MMA fighter. Uh, I know what I'm talking about, but yeah, you tell me. Yeah, um, no, but I, you're right, the coach was, was, was woeful, absolutely woeful. It was dog shit, simple as that. I'm not going to put it a polite way. It was absolute dog shit. It was just, for the first 10 minutes, you're telling your fighter what their opponent's doing. So, oh, it's just laying on top of you. Oh, it's just a game plan. Oh, she's just laying on top. Oh, she's just doing the same thing. No shit. You're just saying exactly what's happening. Yeah. Exactly what. And it was working. Exactly what Mike Perry was saying about Cornerman. How shit some of they are because you're paying them money for them to tell you what's going on in the fight. You're in the fucking fight. You can see what's happening. You're on your back. And fair enough. We're fighting the first round. Five minutes wasted. Definitely a 10-8 round. That's one thing I'll okay. say about the commentary team. Questioning it about a 10-8 round. Come on, dummies. That was definitely it was, a 10-8 round. It was yeah. about 4 minutes 50 seconds of control for Ruiz. Exactly, and you can't say to me that's not a 10-8 round. Come on, that's fucking stupid otherwise. And then the second round, I think she had what? Like they were in a 4 minutes of control. Mm -hmm. Then the third round about, what What were it about control? A, th a third the... round, it was probably about a minute. Yeah. She, she did almost 10 minutes of control over the three rounds. Yeah, so it's it, she absolutely dominated her mm -hmm. on, on the ground and then... I was literally saying it in in between round one. What? Cause she she's not known as a ground fighter. She's a better stand up. Uh, uh, is a better stand up fighter. So when she was in the first round, she was getting fucked up. Simple as that. He's, he's still pissing me off that like they were questioning. It's a ten eight round. It, Definitely a 10-8 round. It, it, it's weird because only one judge actually gave it a 10-8 round. Exactly. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how? Like, how can you not judge that? Like, seriously, come on. But then, obviously, when Vaz was on her feet, she was hitting and moving, hitting and moving. She wasn't staying still, and that's exactly what she needed to do. And then she was getting sloppy, basically, getting letting herself get in, put into the clinch. I think it took back down by the same thing. 
and then a coach were then exactly saying the exact same thing, exactly what's going on in the fight. Get rid of your fucking coach. Move somewhere else who's going to help you and teach you, not just in the gym but in fights, because it didn't look like you had a fucking clue what you were doing on the ground. Mm-hmm. But then saying that, Ruiz, obviously being the shorter opponent, she took the game plan, took the bigger opponent down, used her own weight against her. I thought after the first round, her arm was going to be pretty much fucked because yeah. of how hard she were holding that base of that reverse bulldog, uh, bulldog choking away. And uh, yeah, man, she's, she's a little tough cookie, that girl. Yeah, um, ten, 10 minutes that she had that arm in that position. Exactly, and she didn't once like, sort of let up. And yeah, fair enough, third round, after 10 minutes of control, I don't think anyone can say, oh, maybe she were a bit shit because I don't think she were. I think she were, to be honest with you, I could have given her all three of them rounds. If I were to be biased, which I'm not, which obviously the last round, gonna have to go to to Bears because she she did she did a lot more in that round, which she done what she should have done in round two. Yeah, she did more in that third round than she did in both uh, the first two rounds put mm. together. Um, let's go into the the new core main event. This this fight was actually meant to be, I think, second on the card. Um, with uh, Gregor Gillespie and, and Riddell being uh, being dropped from the card, this uh, moved into core main event, and what a core main event it was! Max Griffin taking on uh, Kenan Song, um, another first round knockout, uh, and a, a superb victory for Max Griffin. Um, started off both uh, fighters really bright, really wanting to to hit their opponents hard very quickly. Uh, Gr- Griffin coming out with the jabs and um, Song with the, the attempts at head kicks. Um, Griffin kind of like started to put the pressure on a little bit earlier than, than, than Song did, uh, but uh, Keenan was able to, to defend well. Uh, we, we get back to the, the centre of the octagon. Um, Griffin uh, really trying to light uh, Song up. Uh, Song tried to, to push away with the, the front kick, uh, but Griffin uh, not allowing for that. Lands a right hand. Uh, you see uh, Song's eyes cross. He wobbles a little bit. One, two, pop, pop. Good night. And Song was out. And not only, I'm not talking about a, te- a normal kind of UFC knockout where the guy is put uh, put asleep and then he's, he's awake. This guy was was knocking his heads out. He was face down in the octagon for a for a minute easily. Uh, <laughs> a, a massive, massive win for Max Griffin. Uh, he's been a, a, an MMA and UFC veteran for a long time. I think this was his 11th fight or something like that in the UFC. Uh, and he won't get um, a, a clearer win than that. Absolutely not. Song were definitely like sleeping off that jet lag. Especially, he, he, like you say, he were, he were knocking his heads out. And Max Griffin, wow, what? This was one of them. It were again. They were both equally maxed on the feet. It was someone getting his own good shots off. It were banging with him, and mm-hmm. it, it were good to watch. But then Max Griffin just that right hand landed perfectly on the button, and like you said, you just see Song's eyes just sort of roll it back of his head, and it's like he didn't have a fucking clue what were going on. So yeah, good win for good win for Matt. I think it's like two wins in a row for him. Like I say, he's a veteran in the UFC. Not really quite making it up in the rankings like a lot of people. No, he's, he's still say. he's still got a, a negative uh, win loss record. I think he's won uh, one five and lost six, but he's certainly making waves with those two uh, two victories uh, in recent weeks. Well, that's it. He's uh, this this performance now. He's definitely going to open up. Uh, 
a better opportunity for him moving on. Talking about bigger opponents, maybe, maybe not. Obviously, the welterweight division at the moment. You've got Usman versus uh, Masvidal for the second time, which mm -hmm. I don't think should. Do you really think Masvidal deserves that? I don't. It's a money uh, fight. It's yeah, it's definitely a money fight. It's you can't not. But then again, who who else can you fight? You've got Leon, who's who's already said, I think today or, or yesterday, that they're trying to get uh, Corvette, but we'll they'll see what he has to say and. Who else in in there? What you could give him because you don't again. He hasn't really got a a record to to the stage where you could say yeah, he could fight a top five and probably stay in there and hang with him after a couple more performances the way he did tonight, possibly. But that's just going on his performance tonight. If he goes back in the gym and works on it, works on his um works on his game and, and carry on doing what he's doing, he's Hopefully, his work pays off because it's always good to see someone who's been in the UFC for a long time actually. I'm just been on himself yeah, in the commentary. Li live up to your potential. Yeah, so sort of thing. You've been in there for you've been in the UFC for so long. You you don't want to basically end up leaving the UFC or retiring, going yeah, our one of the longest fucking reigning UFC fighters, but I never met him anywhere close to a belt. You don't want to be like that, do you? You don't. It's like you're not even a gatekeeper at that point. You're literally just one of the fighters. You're just winning and losing. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, uh, looking up and down the MMA um, rankings for for the welterweights, uh, there's not actually a lot of fights been made. There's a lot of like uh, talking about fights and potential fights. Uh, for me, uh, I think it'd be interesting to to see uh, Griffin go up against someone like um, Michelle Pereira. Yeah, that'd be a good yeah, that'd be a good fight for him. Cause I think uh, obviously is Michelle Pereira coming off all that crap with fucking Diego Sanchez and is that really that is the last fight? And stuff? Uh, no, he he, uh, he got the decision against uh, Kaylin Williams last, um, but yeah, there was the the DQ against um, uh, Sanchez pretty recently. I mean, looking again, you could even say maybe Cowboy Oliveira. That would be a good fight for him, yeah, definitely. I mean, Especially he, with the... he, he, it would give Max the the opportunity to get that win back because he, he lost to uh, to Cowboy a, a couple of fights ago, uh, and this Max Griffin maybe would be a, a better uh, fit for for Cowboy. Well, definitely two two definitely bangers right there, and if you throw them in the octagon together, I guarantee you're getting a showdown. I think you just, I think Sean Shelby owes you a thank you there. I think you just, <laughs> just made him a fight. Well, Sean, hit me up. <laughs> at Kirk, we on Twitter. Um, let's get into this main event. Um, yeah, I'm, it's not often these smaller cards uh, disappoint, and this one I don't believe has disappointed. But what has disappointed is the harp, uh, the harp going into this fight. Uh, Kevin Holland uh, taking on Derek Brunson. This is a Kevin Holland who, who broke every record in the in in the book for for UFC, uh, fighting five times over twenty uh, twenty, five victories. Um, really put himself in the picture. Uh, if it wasn't for for the likes of maybe Chimiev, he would have probably been uh, MVP of the year. Um, but sometimes when you uh, you're giving so much harp and everybody's uh, riding on your dick you start to believe that your shit don't stink um, and I think that's been the case here with, with Kevin um, 
we we I think he's a, a brilliant fighter. Uh, I, I love his uh, trash talking. I think he, he brings character to the to the UFC. But what has been proven here, he has got significant uh, holes in his in his games. Um, Derek Brunson was able to pretty much bully him uh, in in terms of keeping him on the ground, and Holland had no kind of comeback for 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 that. I think the way he's won his fights before is he's talked uh, his opponents uh, around and kind of like got in their heads. Derek Brunson was having none of his bullshit. It's as simple as that. Um, first round, uh, he started quite well, uh, landing uh, the, the 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 left. Uh, Brunson uh, had a couple of kicks to the body. the The first kind of issue with with Holland was when he whiffed on a um, uh, a kick, which uh, meant that uh, that Brunson was able to take him down, uh, and he kept him down for the first round. Um, the issue was he didn't Holland didn't take it seriously he didn't see that he had an issue here uh, he was still chatting shit to um, uh, the likes of Habib giving his own corner team shit saying oh I ain't got a decent coach here in my corner I mean talk about disrespectful um, second round um, he, he had a little bit more um, kind of uh, opportunity to to, to uh, basically win the fight he had a uh, Brunson really hurt uh, there was a point where we thought this was going to be uh, a quick Kevin Owens victory but Brunson was able to, to clinch able to uh, recover and able to get Holland back down to the ground uh, this time he was going for the arm triangle uh, he damn near got it he even got into position where he got his legs free and was able to push from the side but uh, but uh, unfortunately he just wasn't able to to get enough squeeze to, to make Holland uh, tap in the in the second third round again we, we start on the feet as, as every fight does um, but it quickly goes back down to the ground and uh, Brunson is able to to just bully uh, Holland. The issue now into this third round was that Brunson was absolutely gassed. You mm. could see he was knackered. His punches had a lot less power behind him. So this should have been Holland's opportunity to take the control in the fight. He had the more energy, he had the more power, but he was just, it was just it was still able to be bullied on the floor. He hit a lot more shots from the bottom, which is good. He, that's how he beat Jackery, if you remember rightly. Um, but he was just not able to do enough damage to Brunson uh, that, that made Brunson think about uh, changing his game plan and keeping the fight uh, going to the ground. Going into the fourth, this was, this was a make or break for Holland. And yet again, fell for the same kind of thing going into the ground game. Um, Brunson was able to just control him yet again. Uh, a couple of times, uh, Holland was able to get back to his feet, but then was dragged back down to the floor. Um, he just didn't... He, for me, the issue was that he didn't take this fight seriously. Absolutely, he didn't take the fight seriously. It was an absolute fucking shambles. Like, like you say, like, congratulations to, to Derek, obviously... All the shit that he was getting online with Kevin Owens and people overlooking him, and to be honest with you, I even thought he was going to lose a fight just because of how how, how serious I thought and how good Kevin Owens were. But I'm glad I've had my own words tonight because Kevin Owens, what the, he was putting on a performance like he were, oh, it was just shit. It was just proper shit. Yeah, it was. It, it, he's. 
He's been, uh, I think he's been swept along as UFC typically do. They see a fighter having great potential and he got swept along with all that heart train. The Sean O'Malley stuff, the uh, Paolo Costa stuff, all that stuff where a fighter is doing, uh, doing good things then the UFC make them believe that they're the best, they're the, the next uh, big thing, and they not, and they, they don't focus on improving the game. They just think that every win is a given. And Derek Brunson, for the I think for the second time now in a row, he's become this uh, this heart killer. He did it last last time against uh, Shabazin. He was Shabazin uh, had a big heart train. Derek Brunson uh, second. Um, Second main event uh, spot, second time he's uh, he's been a heart train killer. Yeah, well that's it. He, Brunson has, has been in there with some of the best of the best, mm-hmm. and fair, fair enough. He, he may have lost, but they're learning experiences when you when you look at it in them sort of senses. It, and it it wasn't that long ago he beat Leoto Machida. Exactly. So it's it's one of them. A lot of people can sleep on him all day, but after a, a win like that over Kyle Rollins, and yeah, fair enough. I found it a bit boring because I'm. Don't get me wrong, I'm a grappling guy. I love grappling. I don't mind the takedowns, I don't mind exactly what he was doing, but it come on, he was holding him a lot of the times, he was just laying on him and he weren't doing much. And even when he was trying to punch, Holland was blocking a hell of a lot of them. The mm-hmm. only good thing Holland did was hold on and block, and Brunson were holding on from top, they weren't really doing much. And Holland, like you say, he, were, he said if he wins his fight, he's going down to 170 to challenge Usman. He give his corner shit. He was speaking to fucking Khabib. He was having chats about Khabib. You need to slap yourself. That's what you <coughs> do. You need to slap yourself. You need to wake up because, like Bisping said, you want to be. Do you want to be known as this guy who, who's trying to be funny in the octagon? It's funny when it's working for you, but when it's not working for you, you just look like a bell end. Like he made you look like a bell end. I'm sure at one point, Brunson said, like, "Are you going to talk after the fight?" And it's it was just one of them and. It sort of got to me as well. It didn't get to me, but it sort of when I looked at it as when the fight was over, Derek knew that he won that, and Kevin Owens were, he went over to him. Basically, he could have grabbed his hand, and he might as well have just been rubbing himself up to him, walking along with him. And Derek's just walking away, and you can just see it in Derek's eyes that like, he, he don't want to like you. You've just been you. He probably looks at it as you took the piss coming like yeah. up to this fight, leading up to this fight. You thought you were just going to walk through me because of this heart train. And you've just stepped in front of a dangerous. And let's put it this way: look at Derek Brunson. He he usually has a bit of a chubby belly because he's a wrestler, but he looks tall. He looks like he came into this shape knowing that he he needs to win this fight. Obviously, like I said, he, he won his last fight, but he's he's he was going on a bit of a up down situation. And then especially with this big name fight, if you want to call it, he's just made that big name look like a fucking amateur. So. Mm-hmm. In that sense, yeah, he, Kevin Holland needs to, needs to stay in his lane, he needs to know what he needs to do, he definitely needs to work on his grappling. If his coaches are shit, don't give him shit in the fight, don't they? Just sort it out afterwards. If you, if you haven't got no good ground coaches, go and get some. Simple as that. Don't ask him be whilst he's there. How professional does that look? I bet you Dana Hartman, you, you know when Dana Hartman, like, smiles like that, he's not smiling because he's funny, he's smiling because he's thinking, fuck's sake, my organisation looks like a fucking joke, doesn't it, people have paid for this fucking card in America, and look at this guy pissing about, mm-hmm. so it's it's not a good, especially when you're not fucking winning, especially when you're yeah. not winning, yeah. it's like McGregor, it's alright when he's speaking shit when he's winning, not too much when he's fucking 
when he's when he's not up there, he's not a champion. Yeah, and I think the difference between uh, Holland and McGregor is when McGregor is is uh, down in a fight, he he cuts the 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 kind of showboating and, and bullshit out. He knows he can switch it to be uh, a professional, uh, to be to 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 turn up the level of performance. Kevin Holland didn't do that at all. Absolutely. He kept up the shit talk. He was absolutely dominated for five clear rounds. He had no uh, no second game. He had no uh, yeah. Th- th- this this shit talking ain't working. Derek Brunson did not come to play. It's as simple as that. He he'd been disrespected in the build up. He's seen how Kevin Holland uh, has talked smack to other fighters and got in their heads and and basically won fights by um, psychologically rather than with his with mm. his skills. And that's what I think he tried to do tonight. He just yeah. didn't work. And, yeah, he got nothing. He got no comeback from from Derek Brunson, uh, which is the best game plan and hopefully Kevin uses this as a as a, a tool to say yeah that might work for some people but when it comes down to the crunch if you're in a fight with somebody and they're not taking your your smack talk you need to turn up your your yeah. output and you need to uh it certainly needs to learn wrestling it's yeah. as simple oh, yeah. as that his wrestling was was abysmal he got absolutely bullied by someone who was gassed halfway through the yeah. fight now, if I was a promoter of the UFC, which I never will be, but if I was, and if I was Sean Shelby, these are the fights I'd make. Brunson won that fight. I'd give him Costa, because Costa's back down from fighting Whitaker on short notice. Kelvin Gastelum stepped in, because he's got the biggest balls out of the two. So give Brunson Costa, because Costa's got a shit ground game. As you said, he talks about his jiu-jitsu, but his jiu-jitsu is dog shit. But then you, you go to Kevin Hollins, I'd make him eat his words. I'd give him fucking chimmy Obviously, that fight's not on with, with, with Leon and stuff like that. I'd say to Jimmy, if you fancy going up to middle like that, because there's a guy who was saying that he's got a couple of dildos in his car, he's a fuck, yeah? So do you want to make him eat his words? Because I fucking would. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, all, all that kind of stuff, it's just... It's it's childlike. Um, for, for me, I think he needs to go back to the drawing board. I mean, the guy's still uh, top ten. So... Going down, um, top ten after that performance. Going down time. too far is maybe um, is is. I mean, you you don't want him up against someone like uh, Alexio Decherio or, or someone like Tom Breeze, for example. Uh, but certainly, um, someone maybe among the, uh, the level of, of pff, Tavares, perhaps, or Akmedov, Amari Akmedov. You say it could be, or even giving the guy in front of him, give him your right hole. You say give him number nine, number ten. If that's the case. Oof, I yeah. mean that's that's. I mean your right hole's on a on a massive win streak recently. I mean it's he, not that long ago he knocked out Anderson Silva. Yeah, um, or it's Archer versus Archer. I think I think, um, I think Uriah may have Chris Wyman uh, next month, but I'd certainly have him against the winner of that match. If we're saying that all the all the fights, the only person in the top ten who's not talk is is Paul Acosta. No, everyone, uh, no everyone. there's a uh, Cannonier as well, I think. Oh, Jared Cannonier. So yeah, well, there's two fighters uh, who's who, who's not fighting. So that's I'm saying that Kevin Owens, no, he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve a point like Cannonier or Costa or anything like that. So Brunson out of them two, then yeah, give Brunson one of them two, but. Yeah, we're coming yeah, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with uh, Brunson versus uh, Costa. That'd be a, a, a great fight. 
uh, and then I'd have um, Holland, maybe even against the loser of, uh, of Wadman and uh, Uriah Hall. Oh, after the performance of that, I just won't even give him a, a decent near fight. I'd have to. No, but it's still the fact is, it's still uh, it still puts uh, it still sells tickets. It still sells uh, events. So I won't drop him back down to to like the lower ranks because he he's definitely a top fifteen fighter. Yeah, I'd say he's a top fifteen fighter, but with a performance like that, and you take it piss, you you're getting your ass whooped every single time. Uh, if you're looking at the top five. Especially in the middleweight division, because fucking hell, you might yeah, everyone might sleep on Izzy now because he's just been beat off Jan, but he hasn't been beat at middleweight, no. and he's beat everyone and, at middleweight. So yeah, there's, there's not anyone likely to to beat him at middleweight. Exactly, that is his weight. Mixed mm-hmm. martial arts, that is his weight. Simple as that. So it's yeah, that's a killer's division there. And Kevin Owens, man, he was I want some of what he's smoking if he thought he was going to go down and beat fucking Usman <laughs> if he that was his performance. Yeah, Jesus. Um, so let's uh, have a quick look forward to next week's event, uh, a number pay-per-view, UFC 260. Uh, unfortunately, like I said earlier in the show, we lost the core main event, uh, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky against Brian Ortega because uh, there's been a bit of an outbreak in uh, Volkanovsky's team, which uh, cost this event its core main event and next week's event its core main event. So as of now, there's only four uh, fights uh, scheduled for the main card, uh, but the UFC have said that uh, another one will get announced in the next couple of days. Uh, but we've got the return of Sugar Sean O'Malley against uh, Thomas Almeida. Let's see if uh, if uh, he still is mentally unbeaten. It's fucking stupid, putting, uh, his under, putting his undefeated record on the line again. Yeah. Shut up! Clown. <laughs> and then co-main event Tyrone Woodley against Vincente Luca, which is going to be an absolute bop if we can get the Tyrone Woodley that was a killer in the uh, in that welterweight division rather than the Tyrone Woodley that uh, just likes to be wrestle fucked. Uh, and then main event, this is a fight we've been waiting for for forever. Steve Miocic taking on the absolute animal of Francis Ngannou. It's 2017 and then last four, and it's I've just I just knew. I just, I mean, how many years are you making now? It's 2017. Four years. Four, four years, years since years the last four. For this fight. Both have grown as fighters. Both have really kind of upped the game, um, and this this will be uh, a match watched by a certain former light heavyweight champion uh, with very much bated breath. Uh, I wonder if he's got a preference to, to who he wants to win because... Yeah, Steve, because he don't want to get fucking... I was going to say, no one... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone could uh, handle the power well, of Ngarnu. Well, I was speaking to him tonight and uh, we were speaking about Francis and uh, he's like, oh, fucking hell, Steve will just take it down again, which is a possibility. He will do, but then at the end of the day, you... When he said that, my response was, well, why the fuck would you not? Why would you want to get hit by him? Like, if he hit me up a cut with me, he'd probably lift me off my fucking feet. Like, look at the size of him, man. But the, the, uh, the word is that Francis has spent a lot of time actually on his ground game. So He'll need to, because if he, you, de- you definitely know he's not going to be looking for, for subs. You know that no. he's going to be going yeah. to try and be getting back but, to his feet as much but as But you also can. know that Stipe is not going to want to spend long periods of time standing and banging with him because, absolutely not uh, Francis is the kind of person that not only would spin your jaw it would it take your soul well that's a, as well Francis he's still got a lot of muscle and that's a lot of lactic acid that can build up and a lot of oxygen he's going to need and 
Stipe's good at pressure, that's why he's the, that's why he's the heavyweight king. Mm -hmm. Got the most title defences than anybody else in that division. Any other champion in that division. And yeah, he's uh, he's good at putting pressure on. And if Francis Ngannou can't handle the pressure, it's not like he's a small guy, he's a lean guy, he's a fucking, he's a brick fucking wall. Right? He's, he's a bit like a brick shit house. So, he's, <coughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely a force to be reckoned with, but don't sleep on Stipe, man. Absolutely not. So yeah, tune in next week to uh, hear the the live breakdown uh, from from us about that event. Um, but um, before we go, we love uh, need to give some thanks to uh, the networks for for providing us a platform to be able to to uh, shoot our shit. Um, so there's uh, at shooting the sports ish. Follow them on all social media platforms uh, at Chairshot and at Visionaries Global Media. Uh, definitely uh, consider subscribing to uh, the Shooting the Sports-ish Patreon and definitely go and follow Five Rounds on every social media out there. Follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby. Follow Birthday Boy uh, uh, as a little present at Kirby underscore Carlos. Um, thank you all for listening. And that is the end. Adios, amigos. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.